In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Well, we've all been in this place where Jesus is today. Whether you are elementary age, middle schooler, high schooler, college age, young adult, middle age, or of a more experienced age, we've all been in that place, and we've all asked the question that Jesus asks this morning. We all want to know what people say about ourselves. Now, as much as you might not care, we sort of do. And since Jesus asked this question, maybe we're supposed to also. Now, it's been said that when Jesus asks the disciples, who do you say I am? He's testing them to see if they get it right. But if you read the text closely, there is nothing really there to give us the picture of him testing anyone. Jesus, rather, is sincerely asking them because he needs to know. In Jesus' culture, people did not exist as individuals like today. Rather, everyone was embedded in and was identified in relation to others who formed a fundamental group. Typically, it was the family, and even that word means something different back then than today. This means people neither acted nor thought of themselves independently from that group. What one member of the group was, every member of the group was in really every single way. So in order to find out who you were, you actually needed to ask, who do you say I am? Contrary to any sort of modern understanding of individualism, Jesus didn't decide who he was, but his identity was given to him from others. Now, of course, this might sound strange when we talk about Jesus, but when we talk about ourselves, well, frankly, we do like being identified from others. If we didn't, then we wouldn't simply enjoy receiving an award for our accomplishments. Or take the modern phenomenon of likes. If you've been on a webpage or Facebook itself, you all know this little button, like. It's fairly self-explanatory. If you like it, you click it. And if a person has more likes, of course, they have more worth. And of course, then they feel better about themselves. There's actually a funny commercial by Adobe Digital Marketing where a businessman is walking down a dark alley and approaches a man in order to buy likes as if they were drugs. He needed those likes in order to get, a, to get through his fourth quarter. Now the commercial touches on how we seek validation and approval as a way to understand ourselves. But the only problem is, strictly speaking, likes is just a form of popularity. So you have worth only when everyone likes you and no worth when no one likes you. When Jesus asks the disciples, who do you say I am? 
he's actually undermining individualism over against others and popularity over against the individual. Jesus is seeking understanding from those who know him and most importantly, love him. Those who love him are the disciples and the Heavenly Father. They are those who make up his group. Those are his family now. And what they say matters. Those who love him are the disciples. And through Peter, the disciples say Jesus is the Christ, the one who will save them. Jesus cares what they think. And he receives his identity from them also. Even, as we all know, they don't always get it right. Now today, Jesus does not question his father because the father has already told him who he was. We heard that last week. Jesus is the beloved son sent to redeem the whole world. That was announced from the heavenly father at his baptism. Jesus isn't deciding today who he is, but rather his understanding is based upon the Father's word of love and then the ones Jesus is sent to love. So when Jesus asks you, who do you say I am? He's showing his commitment to an understanding that who he is and what he does will always include you. To ask the question, who do you say I am? Jesus is showing precisely how to deny ourselves. When Jesus bids you deny yourself and take up your cross later in the gospel reading, rather than squashing your understanding as a specific person or annihilating who you are according to the populace, he's seeking a complete redefinition of how you understand yourself. This, of course, is very risky because now we're no longer in control. And we often seek to protect and save the way we understand ourselves, just as Peter did with Jesus, and hence Jesus rebuking him. Some of us are willing to protect and save the way we understand ourselves to the point of rebuking God himself. But as a Christian, though, you are fully who you are when you let your identity be given to you as gift. You are no longer unto yourself, but you are primarily one who is loved by Christ and by his church. This means during Lent when we deny ourselves, it is in the best possible way. Because we are denying the self that refuses community with God and with one another. Of course, this is perfect for Lent because we cannot do it alone. We cannot do Lent much, life, much more as life by ourselves. Somehow we need to understand ourselves as that which is connected to Christ and the church. And so we do follow Jesus today by asking that question, who do you say I am? First to Jesus. Of course, his answer will be 
You are a beloved child of God. You are the one I loved to the end, through death and into the resurrection. And then you ask, who do you say I am to the church? Which their answer will be the same. You are the beloved. You are the one I deny myself for so that together, not by myself or without myself, and not by yourself or without yourself, but together we would walk in the way of the Lord through the cross and into the resurrection, into a whole new way of being together. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.